welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Dr. Tista Ghosh. As the Senior Medical Director and Epidemiologist for Grand Rounds, Dr. Ghosh acts as Virtual Chief Medical Officer for numerous companies. She's trained both in internal and preventative medicine. She previously served as the Chief Medical Officer for Colorado and was a member of the CDC's Preventive Services Task Force. Today, we're going to be diving into some fascinating work that they're up to, and I'm privileged to really welcome her to the podcast today to share her insights in healthcare space, but also what Grand Rounds is up to within the healthcare sphere. So Dr. Ghosh, such a privilege to have you here with us today. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. So it's an absolute pleasure. And, you know, we're dealing with a lot of new normals and, and different things changing with, with the epidemic. But even before then, right, there's been an opportunity to do things differently. And what you guys are doing at Grand Rounds is an example of that. Before we dive into that specifically, I'd love to learn a little bit more about what inspires your work in healthcare. Sure. I guess going back to being little, I was told that there are people who make a difference in the world and those who just live. And I wanted to be a difference maker. And I felt that healthcare was a space where you could really make a difference in a person's life. You could really help someone. And then later I went into public health, which meant that I could help you know, potentially thousands or millions of people by focusing on the health of populations. It makes a big difference. And I love the way you, uh, you said that, you know, you, you could help people or you could just live. And certainly the folks listening to this podcast are all in the people that want to help people. And so um, so glad that we could hone into that. Tell us a little bit about Grand Rounds and what you guys are doing to help people have better health care and access to, to caregivers. Sure. So Grand Rounds is really unique in that its mission is to really democratize healthcare so that if you're living in a rural place with little access to academic medical centers and you have a condition that is concerning or life-threatening, you have access to specialists at Stanford or Harvard or Mayo as you would have the same access that anyone else would in an urban center. Some of what Grand Rounds does is try to make this type of access virtual so you don't have to travel. You can have access to experts around the country and get second opinions and the best medical advice possible to help with your treatment. But another thing that Grand Rounds has, has really done, especially in response to COVID, is expand access to clinicians, sometimes 24-7. Mm-hmm. So they're there virtually to answer your questions. And I, by clinicians, I don't mean just RN, I mean physicians. We have PAs, advanced nurse practitioners who are there to answer your questions. No matter where you live, you can get access to almost like a doctor in your family so that any questions you have, they're available either by phone or through our app. So it's really amazing to see how well Grand Rounds is able to expand access to clinical advice across the country. That's great. And, you know, you think about an employee's typical benefits plan and, you know, you go and they have a clunky guide that is usually there to to help them find it. I mean, I've been through it, you know, 
looking through different providers. And and it's not always the easiest way to find the best in-network providers. You're saying you guys do it differently. And I'd love to better understand how that process looks and feels and really what the core difference is in the the ground rounds method to finding healthcare professionals. Yeah. So we have a product called Provider Match, which actually is almost like a, I joke about this, match.com for doctors and patients. Mm -hmm. So we look at over a billion different data points on individual level providers. So not just people at the facility level, but you know, each individual provider and put them in quality sort of scoring deciles. And based on that, we match a person to the, the highest quality clinician in their area. And also based on that individual's needs, you know, are they a diabetic versus do they have kidney disease? You know, they might need a slightly different type of specialist. So we really create a match between providers and patients that are unique, that are within their insurer network and are hopefully within a reasonable driving distance for them. And I think that's one part of our goal to democratize high quality healthcare. And I think it's very different from other other businesses in that it it looks at the individual provider. It does not focus on, you know, one practice because a lot of times practices are bought by, you know, academic center A. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that the doctors there changed. It just means they have a different sign on their door. So just because you're part of a certain academic institution or a certain brand name doesn't mean every provider in that practice is a good one. So this has been really helpful to people and we've seen better outcomes. We've seen lower ER visits. We've seen lower unnecessary surgeries. We've seen lower unnecessary hospitalizations. So lots of great outcomes as a result of this type of match. Yeah, that's very interesting. At the individual provider level, and you mentioned quality is one of the aspects of it. And, you know, one thing that's kind of tough to measure, how are you guys doing it? Well, like I said, there's a, the millions of data points mm-hmm. that we use, but some of the things are more obvious types of data points, like very easy one, has the physician been sanctioned? But even beyond that, do people come back to them? If they're a primary care physician, do they actually return to this doctor or do they just see them once and never come back? Does this um, primary care doctor, if we're looking at primary care, have good rates of preventive screenings, recommended preventive screenings at the right times? Do their patients get screened? so that they have better outcomes in the future. We look at unavoidable e- or avoidable ER visits. Do their patients tend to have ER visits for things that they really didn't need to go to the ER for? Do their diabetics have good outcomes? You know, for surgeons, we look at their surgery outcomes. How often do they need revision surgeries? Um, how often are they, you know, if they're an orthopedist, likely to just operate on anybody who comes through the door versus send them to physical therapy or other evidence-based practices? We also look at their referral patterns. Are they just referring to their buddy or are they referring to high-quality specialists? So we're looking at tons of data points and even prescribing patterns. Are they more likely to prescribe opiates or benzodiazepines that are not necessary? So 
you know, these are just examples, but there's so many data points that actually go into Grand Rounds algorithm. And we've actually had independent third party validation of our methods Mm -hmm. through Harvard. Very cool. Thank you for that. I just, you know, and I think a lot of people also would press on that to say, all right, you know, how exactly are you doing it? And that's helpful to know, right? The, The various data points that you guys are pulling from to understand. And, you know, as an employer, you're wanting to really pressure test a lot of the options that are out there. If you're able to best match your employees with providers that are both, you know, transparent in their quality metrics, as well as the best match for what they actually need, it's a win-win. Absolutely. Yeah. So share, share a story with us, Tista, about how the business Grand Rounds has helped improve outcomes or maybe even like made business better for the employers you serve. Yeah, well, I think in terms of outcomes, having matched people to higher quality care from the studies that we've done show improved rates of retention with primary care doctors, decreased rates of avoidable ER visits, decreased rates of unnecessary surgeries, decreased rates of opiate use, which, you know, arguably is a very important outcome for patients and for employers. So I think we've made, we've had a lot of outcomes that show not only improved healthcare, but also reduced cost to the employer because one ER visit could be twelve dollars or $1,400 versus, a, you know, a PCP visit is far less. So mm. getting people to avoid the ER en masse is huge for an employer, especially if, if it's unnecessary ER visits. Of course, there's times you definitely need it, but So I think there's been a lot of improved outcomes and value brought not just to the employer, but also to the employee because they have better health outcomes. And because we also offer claims advocacy so Mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes we'll notice that a patient is getting a bill that seems, you know, out of whack. It's three times what you would normally get charged. And the, the patient doesn't know that. The employee doesn't know that. And we may contact them and say, you know, this seems odd to us. Can we go ahead and help you and proactively reach out to this practice and see if they made a billing error? And most of the time they did. And that not only saves the employer, but it saves the employee any out-of-pocket expenses. So we really make a difference not only in their health care, but also their financial health as well. Totally. And, you know, you think about wellness, you know, financial wellness is a big piece, health, it, you know, it's a social. And with the big, you know, out-of-pocket deductibles nowadays, that right there seems like a great component of the offering. So you guys are, are doing this and anytime an outlier like that happens, you reach out automatically? Yeah, we have a claims advocacy group that is constantly looking and finding if there's something unusual and either reaching out proactively or sometimes people call us saying they don't understand their bill. Either way, Grand Rounds, once we've established trust with someone about their financial claims, they're more likely to use us for our clinical services, which is good because we want them to be healthier. So, you know, establishing that trust through financial help is actually really important in in improving people's engagement in their clinical health. Oh, yeah. I mean, just an incredible benefit there for anyone because it's not easy to interpret medical bills. And also, it's not easy to really understand the quality of care that your physician might be aligned with. And so I think it's both great, great services 
If you had to identify maybe one setback that you guys have experienced, what would you say that is? And, and what's been a key learning that's made you guys better from it? Hmm. So I would say one of our setbacks when we, when COVID started was maybe, and I wouldn't necessarily call this a setback, but it was definitely a learning experience, mm-hmm. was not realizing how important having access to clinician advice would become to Mm. employees and how scared and concerned they were and how scared and concerned employers were. And I think we didn't understand right away quite the impact that COVID would have. What I do think we were able to do is once we realized, and it, it took a week or two, but once we realized, we really rapidly expanded our offerings to existing clients. So we were able to expand virtual clinician access 24-7 to some of our existing clients, which meant that their employees, if they were scared or worried, could call us anytime. And this we think helped reduce the burden on the healthcare system. This was a time where the physical in-person healthcare system was completely overwhelmed. And so we were able to take that, all those questions and keep those who were just worried or maybe had just mild illness home and reassured and we could follow up with them and check on them. But we kept them out of the ERs and out of doctor's offices where more sick patients could be seen. So I think we were able to really make a difference there in the pandemic and for the healthcare system in general. I think the other thing we were able to offer quickly is virtual chief medical officer services to various companies because what we realized is many of them had business continuity planning, but they didn't have sort of a health component to it. They hadn't anticipated a health crisis. They anticipated a wildfire or a flood, but not not this and mm-hmm. they needed medical experts to help guide them on how to keep their employees safe and, and when to close and how to reopen and all of that. And so I think we were able to pivot and offer some of that quickly to a lot of the employers. So we were not only able to help the employees, but also the employers. And I think, you know, we learned quickly, again, I wouldn't call it a setback, but I would call it a learning experience that you have to pivot quickly in the marketplace and be able to fill needs that maybe you didn't anticipate sometimes in a week. (laughs) So... Yeah. And that's what it's been. And that's great. You guys change lanes, right? You're spending time in the benefits, employee wellness space, then you shift it to operations as virtual CMOs. And I think that's a really innovative approach. And it sounds like probably very helpful for a lot of companies that didn't have that insight or know-how. Yeah, I think it's been really helpful. And I think, you know, we're helping them with how to return to work safely, how to keep their employees and their customers safe. And what I'm really proud of is that some of these companies are critical infrastructure companies that help keep the American economy going. And so that we were able to play even a small role in keeping that critical infrastructure going means a lot. I mean, it makes me feel like a difference maker. In a big way. So kudos to you and the team, Dr. Ghosh, and being able to listen to the market and add value where even unexpected. You know, I love the quote on your site. And folks, if you want to learn more about Grand Rounds, it's grandrounds.com. The quote here says that securing amazing care isn't rocket science, it's data science. (laughs) And I think that's (laughs) awesome. It just matches well with your words around the different data points for quality. When you think about 
today and then the shifts you guys have made. What are you most excited about? I'm excited that we're pushing into a more telemedicine type space. We're shifting from just providing clinical advice to actual telemedicine. And our goal is to not just be a teleurgent provider like, hey, I have strep throat, can you write me some antibiotics? But really to offer more whole person care and more of a virtual patient-centered medical home. We're not there yet, but that's where we're headed. And I think why that's important is a lot of healthcare will be disrupted as a result of this pandemic. There will be small practices that go out of business. There will be disruptions in specialty care as well as primary care. In parts of the country where there are primary care shortage areas, that's just going to get worse. And so virtual access to whole person care is going to become extremely necessary, especially in certain parts of the country. And I'm excited that we're heading in that direction and that hopefully very soon we'll be able to offer that. And I think that's going to be a game changer for a lot of people in parts of the country where their own health ecosystem is disrupted. Yeah, you know, this is such an insightful comment. And for a long time, it's been happening, right? The change has been happening slowly. But to your point, the front door to healthcare will forever be changed. And it's exciting to hear that you guys are also considering this virtual access to whole patient care. And it's going to be a, a brighter future for consumers in healthcare, right? Before this whole COVID thing happened, we're talking about how we're getting closer to a more consumer-friendly healthcare. And this, what you just mentioned, is helping us lead to that in a much faster way. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think this will be much more consumer-friendly. And I think a lot of consumer needs will shift after this pandemic in the sense that a lot of people with high-risk conditions might no longer want to sit in a waiting room and expose themselves to, you know, potential viral spread. And a lot of people will say, hey, you know, this not having to make an appointment and just being able to quickly talk to a doctor in my own time, you know, that's huge. I don't know why I would make an appointment and wait. So I think consumers will see what's possible and that it is possible to reinvent that experience. And I think there will be demand for that. Totally. Love that. New possibilities. And they're all opening up before us. Thanks to the innovators in, in the space and the, the needs that are pushing us to get there. As we use this time to transform our businesses and our practices, do you have any books in mind, Tista, that you'd recommend for us to consider? So fiction-wise, um, I would say Cutting for Stone is a good healthcare book. Cutting for Stone? Uh-huh. Huh. What's the nutshell on that one? It's by Abraham Verghese, uh -huh. and it's about a surgeon who happens to have the same last name as me. So huh, that nice. might be why I'm <laughs> partial to An that one. <laughs> um, and then I think When We Do Harm, mm -hmm. A Doctor Confronts Medical Error mm. is an interesting read as well. Some great recommendations there. Folks, you know where to go for the show notes, the full transcript, links to Grand Rounds. Just go to outcomesrocket.health and in the search bar, type in Grand Rounds and you'll be able to find all of those notes and links with our interview today with Dr. Ghosh. We're here. It's been a very interesting conversation. I'd love if you could, Dr. Ghosh, just leave us with the closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could continue the conversation with you or your team. Sure. 
Um, my closing thought is healthcare will change forever, I think, as a result of this pandemic. I think there will be a shift towards virtual care. And I think employers should consider virtual care options that meet their employees' needs as they go into the future. And I think we're going to see this not only in the upcoming year when we see resurgences in viral spread, but also afterwards when I think we'll see a major disruption in how healthcare is currently delivered and a lot of consumers shifting to a virtual model. So thinking about that in advance is only to your advantage. That's a great call out. Great call out. And where would you say is the best place for the listeners to reach out and continue the conversation? You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm just under Tista Ghosh and feel free to reach out to me there. And I'm happy to continue the conversation. Love it. Well, there you have it, folks. Dr. Tista Ghosh at Grand Rounds. The way that you provide care for your employees and receive care doesn't have to be grounded in opaqueness, right? There's data science to back up the way you access healthcare professionals, but also question billing that doesn't look right. And hey, even during these times, maybe a virtual CMO could be there to help. So I just want to say thank you so much, Tista, for the time you've spent here with us and definitely looking forward to staying in touch. Great. Thank you.